Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hey, hey. It's the end of the week. And Dr. Charlie Cartwright and I are sitting here just talking about how it's a great time to do a cleansing. So let's take a breath while I welcome you here. Good morning, Charlie Cartwright. How are you? Awesome. How are you? I'm great. So this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and my co-host, Dr. Charlie Cartwright, and this is Blog Talk Radio, the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And we're here on Freedom Fridays, and I have to tell you, we've been robbing time from you as our audience today, because Charlie and I had a good conversation before we even allowed the cameras to start to roll. It was just terrific. And there's something really lovely about that because with with each episode, each person that I do these things with, there's such a wonderful connection and each relationship is completely different. But the theme is we like to come together and visit. <laughs> and we have this alignment of perspective and we want to bring you, our listening and viewing audience, good content. But guess what? In today's world especially, gives you something that lifts you, that makes you feel like, oh, hallelujah, there's some sanity out there. How about that, Charlie? I just branded us as sanity. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we can all, we can all use a heavy dose of that. Yeah, and reasonability, you know, and then the kindness. Now, every time I turn on the television and I, I try to watch the news and see what's up and what's going on, I see anything but kindness. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's flooded with all sorts of uh, negative stories, negativity, what might happen. The meteor might hit the earth and, you know, it just right. always, this volcano might erupt and this storm might turn to and this. It just might happen, and it just—it's amazing. So you can really get—you really get caught into that and thrown off track if you're not mindful. Yeah. You know, you have to watch every day. Yep, you really do. And you know, the—I just—I just was hearing something out my windows, and I look out, and and the rain is coming down very heavily. I, I actually had gone to sleep with uh, the window off the bedroom open, and, it, and I heard this nice breeze and felt the cool air, and I awakened to that. And then before we were, when I, I was getting ready to do the show with you, I was thinking, it's getting cold out there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It's time, I think, here. It was 82, maybe really? yesterday. Really? And this morning, I think, it's 30. Oh, so it's, it's my last, hurrah, last of, right. Uh, so, and I'm sure, you know, next week's supposed to be cold, but I'm sure we'll still get a week in the 60s right. here and there and exactly. so now the first of the year. It always happens that way. It so. always happens that way, and I love that. Well, I'm telling you what, the rain is um, pummeling against my windows, and there's a lot of windows here. And it's, you know, I'm glad I'm in a sweater I'm glad the lights are kind of nice and dim and comfortable. I got my cuppa for the morning, you know, to drink some nice hot coffee while we're talking. And, and you know, in terms of the theme of our show and Freedom Fridays and in starting this and doing this episode so that we're kind of cleansing through the week, 
and catching our breath. You know, isn't it beautiful that we've got the freedom to do what it is that you and I have carved out for our lives? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's good. It's not censored. And, you know, we're able to reach so many people that, uh, that, need, a, that need a solid message on, on a daily basis, which is really cool yeah. to wake up to messages from people on the other side of the world saying thank you for posting this video. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And one of the one of the things that that I I really am am feeling grateful about in terms of of the theme of our show and freedom today is not everybody is is waking up in the morning with something to look forward to. Not everybody is is waking up and having a somewhat relaxed pace. You know, some people get up in the morning and they're so frenetic with what it is that they think that they need to do and got to do. And, you know, granted that there's schedules, but there's a way to arrange our time so a schedule doesn't put us on the edge of our chair and throw us off and make us unhappy. Now, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to use the terms that everybody else uses, like time management. I'd, I'd rather talk about the allocation of time in a reasonable way. (laughs) But if I know that I've got an eight o'clock show to do, I'm going to get up at four 30 or five o'clock so I can get my head on straight so I can brush my teeth so I can make my coffee or my tea and have some nourishment and, and do some yoga stretches and my morning prayers and, and meditations so that by the time I arrive, I don't look like a person who, just flew in the door, like, okay, hurry up, here we go. Because then that's a whole different energy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you got to have, you know, you've got to have that um, time to gather your thoughts and, and really, you know, have your best foot forward. And it, it takes time to be at your best, that's for sure. So. Absolutely. And I love your background today because you're talking about work and life, and you've got it perfectly balanced. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a trick. That is a trick, yeah. man. Yeah. It is a yeah. real trick. And he. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, what were you going to say? Well, it's interesting because the way that it's balanced on your shoulders, it's exactly on your shoulders. <laughs> the height yeah. of it is perfect. Almost like I planted it. Well, almost (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing Yes, absolutely And I never noticed before How your shoulders really go straight across And mine really go down I think that that's, you know, a masculine feminine thing But I just had a beautiful message for myself In the midst of it that I'd like to thank you for I'm, I'm I'm looking at myself thinking The message for me as a female is take all that stress and let it just roll off your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. You do. You have to have that, that we talk about resiliency. A lot, oh yeah. Right? And that's kind of been a hot topic even before the pandemic that was really in grit and all these yep. different terms. But <clears throat> a part of that, a big part of that is not letting things in. That are that are negative, right? Letting them roll right off, and not letting them impact your your attitude, your mood, your your self. 
you know, how you feel about yourself, you know, how you view yourself and your self-worth, mm-hmm. letting those things fall off. Because it, it's interesting to me, and I never looked at it for many, many years, but now, you know, looking back, there was so much I had a, a, a very low self-esteem, you know, from childhood on up, and but it's because I didn't have the skill set to understand what was happening on the outside, and then you get assistance with that, right? From from not so much well-meaning people, you get assistance with with having lower self-esteem, and so now that I understand that, I look back and say, wow. You know, I came into contact with a lot of high-level dysfunction. I think we all do. And so now I can recognize it for what it is. Because, again, there's no happy person trying to run you down. There's no happy person making negative comments about you behind your back. There's no happy person being overtly rude to you. Those aren't happy people that do those things. Oh, bless your heart for those. You know what I'm saying? And so now when you see that, you have to know that you're getting the overflow of what's inside that person's heart, and it's not good. So they're actually in a ton of pain. They're actually in a very dark place, space, even though they're representing something else to the outside of the world. Mm-hmm. The way that they're treating you really reveals what's inside of them. And when they close their eyes at night, it's not good. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I recognize that now I look at this person and I really see them for what they are and it's a lot easier to not take it personally because again, if I wasn't standing there, it'd be someone else that they'd be uh, overflowing this negativity towards. It's not you, it's them. So So what do you do in those situations, Charlie? You know, I walk away, mostly I walk away and that that's what I mostly do. I'm not going to get an audience and so I, I walk away. I remember learning this lesson when my my oldest daughter, and she was, you know, in the terrible twos, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember the first time she hit the floor, and it was a tantrum, you know what I mean? And I, I wasn't quite sure what to do. <laughs> For whatever reason, it flashed in my head. I just, I left the room. <laughs> and so she was and she looks like I'm not anymore. You know what happened to the tantrum? It stopped. But okay, this is working. This is fun. Looking back now, she never did things like it's not working. You know, and so very smart kid even at that age. Right. But do other things, you know. Yeah. uh, You know, so she was very, very bright. But I just remember when I had no audience, she wasn't screaming and kicking on the floor in the other room. She just hit stop when she realized I, I was not paying attention. So that's one big thing. And then other times I'll tell people, especially if they're elevated and being rude, I'm trying to help them with something, say, mm-hmm. and this on a business side, I've had this customer service call. Mm-hmm. And someone, you know, angry and they're swearing. And I'm like, hey, yes, man, you know, I'm trying to help you here. I'd love to help you, but here, I need you to understand something. If the profanity continues, this call is going to end abruptly. Just like that. Good for you. No one, I never had any of my people, I never expected them to take that, and I always told them, Mm -hmm. no one's going to mistreat you. Yeah. Okay. 
deliver the highest level of service from when it crosses the line, that's not our client.
through your, your workplace relationships. And oh, by the way, these same principles apply at home too. Mm-hmm. And I can look across at people that bristle, bristle, you're bristling at treating other people well. Yeah, right, but exactly. When they do that, I look at them and I, I know that their home life is not in a good space. You know, their friendships are not in a good space. So they're not in a good space, but they're, but they're so busy trying to fight against great information. I, it's just amazing to me. So you're, let me get this straight, sir. So you're saying that kindness doesn't work at work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And that, you know, well, uh, I just feel. <clears throat> so in my case, all of this, it's a work environment, and we're treating people kindly and with respect care, appreciation, all the things that are so important, and they're still not willing to be a team player, now they've self-selected, they're self-selecting themselves off the team, and so I don't have a problem with separating people from the team that aren't a part of the team, that have decided that that's not the direction they want to go. Then what happens is when you get everyone rolling in the same direction, you get there faster and more efficiently. And it's less work for everyone because everybody's rowing in the same direction. So um, it, it's amazing, and that's the way to do it. And a lot of times, businesses really try to work around people like that instead of dealing with people like that. Mm-hmm. And when you work around people like that, what happens is the problem spreads because they're impacting three or four or ten people by their negativity. And you're causing obstacles for your people have to over you know they have to overcome that one rower that's out of sequence or rowing in the opposite direction or not working at all. They gotta they gotta make up for it. And so when leadership is strong enough to address those things, then by default everything gets better every time. Perfect it's, analogy. It's, it's just a it's it's a it's a principle. And but again, it's an uncomfortable conversation to talk with someone about this. But to me, it's so it's more uncomfortable to work around it. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to sit down with someone and spell it out, and then they get to decide. You know, if they want to be on the team. Here's what we need. If you don't want to be on the team. I understand, but you got to know that if this continues, you're not going to be on the team. Yeah. So you know, go home and think about it. Talk to your family. You know, to Mary, hey, let your wife know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mary, let your wife know, hey, uh, you know, if I continue this behavior, you know, they're going to send me home for good. And see what she has to say about it. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. That's really yeah, powerful. Think about, think about that. And, uh, and that, that, that's a very effective conversation. But sometimes they don't believe you. You know, I don't believe you're not going to. Okay, I've told you, you know, here it is in writing, so sorry, but this is the deal. So every once in a while, someone will call you, call you on it, and you have to, you have to be true to your words. Yes, you do. You really do have to be true to your words. You know, I have found it easier and easier to be true to my words. I don't, I don't allow myself of course, this will, I have to do a lot of talking with myself in order to make this true. I don't allow myself to uh, let the discomfort uh, 
overtake my intuition and my better judgment. If it is wrong, if this conversation is wrong, then we're going to stop. I was on the phone with somebody the other day and they were, um, they were wanting to tussle with me and it was, you know, okay, so you, you called for my help. And so here's how this works and here's what we can do. And then it was a, and, and I, by the way, in a, in a, you know, like a discovery call, so to speak, I'm going to give it a certain amount of time and I give people quite a bit of time. I mean, it's like a 30 minute call, but I, I can't go over that because then it just drags, you know, like I'm not on the clock yet. We haven't made an agreement. This is discovery to see if we can do this. And this person was just so insistent, you know, well, what, what about doing it this way? What about doing it this way? What about doing it this way? And I finally said, you know what? I got to tell you, I think that you've got all the answers for yourself, you know, and, and you have, you've really come to a great conclusion. And so really, uh, I don't hear anything that I've said being of any contribution to you. So I think that the best advice that I could give you is for you to just counsel yourself and continue to walk through what your challenges are by, by yourself. What? <laughs> but I need your help. Where? Cause I didn't hear it. I, I shared with you what the formula is and, and the formula is based on what I know from my training, my experience. I've only been at it for about four decades. So I understand your apprehension, but <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? The deal closed. This is probably going to be one of my best clients. Hallelujah. But, you know, I mean, really seriously, if you want, you know, and it's in a Zoom call. So I'm looking at the person. I'm saying, you know, really, it's okay. I mean, I think you've got the whole thing figured out. You've got all the answers. You keep telling me what they are. So have at it. What do you need me for? Yeah, it's just amazing when you stand your ground like that. And I've also found sometimes that with clients, prospective clients. They're going to challenge you in that way because they're really betting hard or they're going to ask you two to three questions that they already know the answer to. They want to know if you know. Yeah, there you go. Right? And if you can take them, okay. Right. Right, and I, I admire that. That's fine with me. I, I mean, it's yeah. smart. It's yeah. smart. I love it because to me, when I get I love unscripted questions because it gives me an opportunity to demonstrate subject matter expertise. Yes, absolutely. And thinking in your feet, thinking in your feet. Right there, they knew you could not have been, you know, you could not be prepared for pre prior, mm-hmm. but your career has prepared you for it. Your life has prepared you to answer that question. You didn't know it was coming. And I love those curveballs. Or here's the other one. Hey, yeah, you know, you and I are going to jump on this call and I'm going to have Judy. Then the call happens, and there's two or three more. You know, so all of a sudden, there's a panel when you were expecting two. Right. And so there's a there's a power in being able to shift because you have to shift now because you thought it was going to be a conversation of three and not a conversation of five. Right. And that dynamic is exponentially different than three. So that you're speaking with. So, but I love it because again, you didn't know. Right. And have to be mindful and, and, and follow your 
follow your training, follow your experience, follow what you know intuitively. Yeah. Right? It right. seems to be intuitive, but there's there's something to all that. So right. it's, 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 there's a lot to it. So one of the things that I love about that is that there's um I I appreciate being challenged. And I and I appreciate honing my skills. You know, there have been there have been times during this this year of twenty twenty which has been so odd when I have felt like what what day is it? You no know, I've got this long list of things to do. I don't know where to start. And I and I and I have felt the stress of overwhelm and so I I pull my skills out of my out of my 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 repertoire, right? My basket of tools and I start sifting through them thinking, what is it that I need to do right now? And this might sound ridiculous, but there are times when you should just lay down and go to sleep for an hour. Because you, you need to clear your mind. You need to clear your energy. There's other times you should pray. Other times you should go and exercise. Other times when you realize you haven't had the amount of nourishment that you need. You haven't had your hydration. Hydration. Water. You know? People forget all the elements that contribute to our well-being. So, you know, if I'm going to be functional... I need to really be engaging. Here's something funny. I miss one of my dearest, oldest friends. She passed away about, I don't know, I don't even want to count the years anymore because the point is is that she's gone from my life. This was a brilliant psychologist who was a good friend. She was my best friend for a long time. We go out to dinner, and there's a couple of restaurants where they have the, the paper, uh, white paper as the tablecloth. Over the tablecloth, it's like, look, we got it nice in here, but we know that you're pigs. So we're putting a white piece of paper over the top of it. And it's the butcher's paper, you know. It's like, wow, we're going to get bloody here. <laughs> and we won't stain the the, paper, the cloth tablecloth underneath. Anyway, and they'd always have Crayolas or, or colored pencils on the table. Well, she and I were of like minds, and so we were never at a loss for discussion. However, this is really funny. As a release, we would do algebra or algebra trig or geometry problems on that paper. And we would just, I mean, it, it, it was very entertaining, but you know what? We got completely off the topic. And we got completely off of using one part of our brain, and we started using the other part of our brain. And those those dinners, we got together every Friday night for dinner. And that just became part of a ritual that we engaged in. And you know what? I say that to people sometimes. They go, oh, that's so intimidating. How did you do that? Like, how, how could you possibly know how to do that? How did you know if you had the right answers? Well, we didn't always know, but that wasn't really the point. We did the exercise, and it, and, it, and it fired neurons that sparked other neurons, and it was replenishing. So there are times here, Charlie, I don't have my full library with me where I'm at, but I will do the same thing here by myself and think, you know, I remember certain formulas just from high school and college and graduate school and grade school. And so I'll just play around with numbers sometimes. And it's just an exercise. It's a different kind of an exercise, right? 
as opposed to what do a lot of people do when they get stressed and they get overwhelmed? They go eat the junk in the kitchen that they said they were buying because kids might be coming over. (laughs) If any kids are coming to my house, they're eating healthy (laughs) because it can't go into my shopping cart because I know it's going to end up in my mouth. If it can't end up in my mouth, it's not going in that cart. It's a killer. So when we, when we get overwhelmed with things, you know, it's like the panel. I mean, you could shrink back from that panel and say, whoa, I didn't know all you people are going to be here today. Oh, wait a second. You know, this is a game changer. What? Like, no, you got to float into it and have your confidence. And you and I talk about this. We love Fiji water. We like to drink water all day. We love to eat clean. We love to exercise, right? And get a good night of sleep. Yeah, and I think the key word there in all of that is what you love to do. Yes. And so, you know, I drink that water because that's the water I love. If you put another different brand here, say, uh, I won't name any brands. Yeah, right. Some, don't name any brands. There's some brands that I don't like. Right, you know, right. If you put that same brand there, it's got an aftertaste. I'm not going to drink that stuff. I love, love it. Right. And so, I think whether it comes to exercise, whether it comes to water, right, or rest, things that we love to do, we tend to stick to. Yes. So that's like a life hack. If I want to, if I have a hard time eating healthy, well, just put food around, healthy foods around that you love. Find all the healthy foods that you love and stop that. Don't, I'm supposed to eat these Brussels sprouts, but I hate them. Well, then don't eat them. because I will get all the melons. I mean, I could live on honeydew melon and cantaloupe and watermelon and cassava. I am wild about the melons. Isn't it funny? It is. And so I remember going, my aunt and uncle took me, and I went on a vacation to Lake of the Ozarks. And they took me, me and my cousin. And so, and I remember I'd never, I was probably eight, seven or eight years old. I'd never seen a cantaloupe. So there's my aunt. Go there. 
I, I don't want you to eat the melon if it's going to be so distasteful that it's going to turn you off so badly. But I need to figure out another way to get sweet nutrition into you. I'm going to have some berries over here that you didn't know about. I've got some. Do you like watermelon? No melons? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, all right. So, do you like squash? I wonder if it's things with seeds. No, because, I mean, I'm good with apples, I'm good with pears, I'm good with grapes that have seeds. I don't, I don't spit that as crunch. Yeah, I, I do, too. I don't mind them. I like it's good for me, you know. So, right. yeah, it's just something about the melon. I don't know. I don't like it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. But I can't think of another fruit. It just goes melon. I just don't like them. But well, so when anyway, you... When you know that about a person, whether it's a friend, it's a business associate, it's a client, it's a customer, then we do things to work around that, right? Right. So that everybody still gets what it is that they need, and 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 yet we find another way to provide it, right? Because there's always other foods, and and food being the representation of nourishment. So the work that you and I do really is nourishing people, right? In customer service, in leadership. Isn't that the truth? It is. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I like that. I think we might be onto something here. <laughs> hey, you want a dose of leadership? Let maybe down for one order or two. You want that well downer. You want it rare. <laughs> Cut into cubes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, you know, you know what, Charlie. One of the things that's really hurting my heart a lot in terms of everything that's going on with, with leadership. Oh, you're frozen. Wonder if you can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the you froze for a second there. Did I freeze? Yep. Yeah. Shoot. All right. So now that we're thawed out again. One of the things that hurts my heart about leadership is the way that people come together, not for goodness, but they come together to put their dukes up. That's not leadership. Because who wants to follow, you know, one of the things I I remember asking a client years ago is, what do you think the most important element of leadership is? And they gave me all these different things about, you know, style and this theory and that theory. And I said, No, the one thing about leadership is, does anybody want to follow you? (laughs) It's the only thing that matters. If you're the leader uh, by assignment and nobody wants to follow you, then you're you're a leader in title, but you're not really a leader. People need to be invited in. They have to believe in you. They have to believe in what you're doing. They want to be aligned with you. They want to be like you, right? Yeah. In some way. So our job when we're working with leadership is to get them beyond the melons <laughs> and understand that there's more out there. Although, you know, you are surrounded by two melons. You got black melons on either side of your head there. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, those are, those are those, um, those metal spheres. I love those. Yeah. They're cool. They're shiny. They have no divots. 
they're perfect. They're smooth to the touch, but they're hard. And so you know that they're durable. And isn't that what we want for our life, both our work life and our, what? why do we call it work and then life? And why do we call it work-life balance? Because there's life taking place in work and there's work taking place in our life, in our personal life. But everybody understands what you're talking about when you say work-life. So what, let's, we've got about five minutes left. What kinds of things are you thinking about doing today that are your end of the week? So usually on Fridays, I really like to try to get my work done in the morning. So I have my Friday afternoon kind of, you know, lead down into the weekend. Because Friday I'm very busy. kinds of things to do. I'll tell you one of the things I'm going to do. I'm going to take a drive uh, in the rain at some point today and see how many leaves are still on the trees and get get really good um, videography of what, what the trees are looking at right now because it's such a beautiful transition time of year, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous time. Yeah, it's a gorgeous time. Well, Charlie, we're down to the time of the show where it's time to say see you later alligator all right it was it was another great episode 